It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Coming up on 5-Minute News... FDA cracks down on antibody tests for coronavirus. US nonprofits scramble for loans. And billions projected to suffer nearly unlivable heat by 2070. It's Tuesday, May 5. I'm Anthony Davis. The Food and Drug Administration is stiffening its rules to counteract with what some have called a wild west of antibody testing for coronavirus. The tests are designed to identify people who have previously been exposed to the virus. The FDA said more than 250 developers have been bringing products to the market in the past few weeks. In a rush to make antibody tests available as quickly as possible, the FDA had set a low standard for these tests. Manufacturers were supposed to submit their own information about the accuracy of their wares, but the agency had no standard for what would be acceptable. Companies weren't allowed to claim the tests were authorised by the FDA under initial guidance issued in mid-March. Now, the FDA is telling manufacturers that if they want their tests to remain on the market, they must meet minimum quality standards and submit a request for emergency use authorization, a temporary route to market for unapproved products when others aren't available. The FDA said 12 manufacturers have already opted to request EUAs for their products. More than 100 other producers have been talking to the agency about using this process. These tests are now so widespread that people can order them from lab giants, Quest or LabCorp. The tests can cost more than $100. Though the FDA's original guidance calls for these tests to be run by a certified lab, the kits themselves are simple to use and have been readily available. Despite the enthusiasm surrounding these tests, they have substantial limitations. Though people who test positive for antibodies have in most cases been exposed to the coronavirus, scientists don't know whether that means those people are actually immune from the virus, and if so, for how long. Domestic violence incidents are surging during coronavirus lockdown, just as the US network providing emergency housing for abused women and their children is running short of money. Some of the YWCA's locations are also providing around-the-clock daycare for children of nurses and doctors who are treating patients infected with the new coronavirus. It is one of thousands of US non-profits being squeezed as fundraisers are cancelled, big donors dry up and revenue from shops, classes and pool admissions vanishes. The U.S. Small Business Administration's initial $350 billion paycheck protection program provided loans to help small businesses and non-profits keep paying their workers. With 12.3 million workers, non-profits are the country's third largest workforce sector behind retail and manufacturing. 
But the problem came under fire after small companies and non-profits were squeezed out by bigger, publicly traded ones, with many non-profits calling the application process a logistical nightmare. Non-profit executives said they faced numerous bureaucratic obstacles to get funding, including requests for federal forms they're not required to file, inaccessible bankers, and a general lack of transparency during the process. Many are hoping they fare better in the second round of loans, which made $310 billion available beginning yesterday. The Trump administration chose to have banks manage and operate the PPP loan scheme themselves, rather than provide funding directly from the federal government. In just 50 years, 2 to 3.5 billion people, mostly the poor who can't afford air conditioning, will be living in a climate that historically has been too hot to handle, a new study has said. With every one degree Celsius increase in global average annual temperature from man-made climate change, about a billion or so people will end up in areas too warm day in, day out to be habitable without cooling technology, according to the co-author of the study. How many people will end up at risk depends on how much heat-trapping carbon dioxide emissions are reduced and how fast the world population grows. Under the worst-case scenarios for population growth and for carbon pollution, which many climate scientists say is looking less likely these days, the study predicts about 3.5 billion people will live in extremely hot areas. That's a third of the projected 2070 population. But even scenarios considered more likely and less severe project that in 50 years, a couple of billion people will be living in places too hot without air conditioning. The scientists looked at places projected to get uncomfortably and considerably hotter than the sweet spot and calculated at least 2 billion people will be living in those conditions by 2070. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.